The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other hosts or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented by KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Well, a great morning to all of our listeners in listener land. This is In Tune with Arnold Stricker. I'm Ellie Wharton. Today on the show, we have Reverend Audrey Hollis and Courtney Jade Ross, who are going to be talking to us. Uh, They're from United People. And ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. you. We we were going to have Karen on, but Karen came down with a case of laryngitis, or I can't talk. Talkism. Right. But she has been really busy because I contacted her last week and she was moving and she was trying to do all kinds of stuff. She probably just wore herself out. She's very, very busy. And it's important in this, uh, especially with the pollen out and everything. And I'm very grateful, uh, Reverend Hollis and uh, Courtney, that you decided and you were able to talk to us today. First of all, tell us a little bit about uh, United People. What is United People? Well, this is Reverend Hollis, and uh, United People is an organization in the community that really supports things that the people want to see. One of our main focuses right now is on food justice, uh, because in it, we started doing the healthy food market, United People Healthy Food Market, it was uh, maybe like a little over two years ago, uh, because after knocking doors in the community, and maybe after it was right after the Mike Brown uprising, uh, just trying to find out what people wanted or, and needed in the community. And so the access to food, a good food, was one of the things that rose to the top. So we went and or we opened a, a market where people could come and get local healthy food. We also do a lot of education around nutrition. Right now, we're doing pop-up markets, and we're out in the community going to churches and to organizations to bring healthy food, and they they can purchase it at price. We partner with Patchwork Family Farms and City Greens Market, which is located on Manchester and South St. Louis and the Tower Grove uh, area, neighborhood, and we do we do lots of things, but... That's one of the things we do. Courtney works with the children, with our camps, and she can talk about that. But we're, we do pop-ups. We, people can go to our website and order. It's, we try to give people access to local food, so small family farmers in Missouri and right across the river in Illinois, and uh, we get, to get that food to the community at cost. And, and this is a big area, and, and you, you really laid out a nice outline, which – you must have been looking at my notes, even though we've never met. You were looking at my notes somehow because <laughs> I, I, you have on in your websites very well laid out because you talk a lot about humanity first, hope despite circumstances, love in action, and justice in impact. And if I read the word hope and I read the word compassion and innovation and how you practice love in honesty and consistency— it, it really gives an understanding that one of the big things that you just talked about, especially, I would say, in North City and North County, in areas that many of the big department grocery stores have vacated, there is no place to go to get food except maybe at your local fast food place or your gas station or something like that. And the, right. the right. fact that 
this is a huge thing because it plays on your health, it plays on the longevity, it plays on your energy level, et cetera, like that. Talk, talk some more about the the food justice portion of this and how you really, I know you, you talked about you went to the community and got this information, but how does you take that information and then put it into practice? When we first start noticing, which is some years back, uh, how the people weren't, children weren't getting the proper nutrition. Uh, Courtney, I guess that's been a while ago. Adam is 16, and I think he was in preschool when I, we first uh, did our first community garden. Right. Uh, inviting people to come and grow with us and teaching them about nutrition. So at, um, we thought that, oh, maybe they just don't know. And this is something that I enjoyed as a child working in the gardens with my grandparents. And uh, we just thought, oh, well, let, uh, we did that over on Shepley Avenue with our church uh, where Tommy Pearson Sr. is the pastor of Greater St. Mark. When we moved this to this present location, we just saw that children were not eating real food. They were always eating candy chips juice and some of the parents in the community met with me and we said well we really would like to have healthy food but this is all that is available and it struck me uh, that I had saw a child that had to be in preschool on a bus stop eating hot chips for breakfast mm. uh, and and I know the parent was doting over the child very loving but why I was just questioning why why isn't she eating something that's healthy? Right. Why isn't she eating a nutritious meal uh, this early? It was about seven thirty in the morning, and uh, so that made me feel like I needed to begin to question and find out more. And I've been in St. Louis for a, a number of years, so I have seen grocery stores close pretty much in a lot of neighborhoods way back when we had Nationals mm-hmm. and other brands, you know. Kroger's, Kroger's that's right. We used to have all of those. So as I just began to notice it, I realized we our church is in a food, it's in a food desert, or if you would want to call it a desert, some people say food apartheid. But just noticing that children aren't getting it, it made me want to stand with the parents. And let's just see if our church can give us some space. And we started just... Uh, uh, partnering with City Greens in South St. Louis that was started by a group of uh, women. And they wanted the same thing in their community. So they had they were ahead of us, about eight years ahead of us. They had already built, uh, built relationships with farmers. Uh, we have known Patchwork personally, my husband and I, uh, Patchwork family farmers for about 30 years. So we thought, oh, well, let's just start reaching out to people and getting the, the better food here. And we grow our own. Right. And Courtney grows her. We grow for the community. We teach the community also how to grow. We see it as an economic value to the community as well as a health, a strong health value. I spoke with one of the community nurses from uh, Christian Northeast who told me, she said, well, young kids at 12 years old are having in our community are now suffering with old people diseases like diabetes and high blood pressure but you know what goes in your body uh, can determine your health so we all just got together and started working 
uh, to make sure people could have the access to food and trying to get the message out that you can eat healthier. Uh, Dr. Beeman came in and taught some classes uh, for us to some of the community people who are going out and spreading that knowledge to people that they know. That's our uh, one of our educational programs. Now, that's that's a really big deal because and it, many people, they take it for granted, the ability to go to a market or go to a supermarket or go to a, a farmer's market, if there are some that are near their community, and go and shop and see produce. And sometimes I will tell you the produce many times in some of the places I've been is not the best. Uh, unless you're getting it locally sourced and it's like one day right out of the garden and boom, it's there. It's not, you know, been sitting on a truck or a rail car for a long time. But one of the things, I think we take that for granted, uh, many people do, the access to that and then the health benefits of that. So when you're starting these food gardens, when you're planting your own gardens and helping community source, are you setting up plots of ground in their backyards or in a, on a neighborhood? Like many times in the city, there's a neighborhood a lot that is set up for the neighbors will tend that garden. Is that how you're doing that? I can, I can tell. This is Courtney, and I can tell you a little bit about the garden. We have a location at the Riverview Garden High School where we're growing some food. We also have a fourth and acre lot on Bond Oak, which is not far from the church, that we're developing into a farm. And we also are working with um, the Wesley House, where we have started a little community garden at the community center for the children, um, so they can grow food right on site, as well as at our garden. And you know, one of the things that I do um, out here, and this is Ellie, I have a tower garden, and so I have been working with my family, teaching them how to use the tower garden, which is hydroponic growing. And so we grow in pots, and we grow hydroponically, so we're able to produce more in a smaller space. And, and you know, it takes up less in terms of the nutrients. It takes up a lot of uh, things that... And people who may not have access to a yard, things like that, you know, a big yard, or even with the the, the depletion of our soil, it allows you to still have very healthy vegetables and fruits. I can grow about 20 different types of vegetables in my tower garden alone. And it's really about the space of um, a dining room table. Right. We do teach, I do teach a small hydroponics class to the children at the community center, and we also teach that in the good food advocacy classes that we offer to the community. So we do touch on that because we realize that a lot of people that we deal with aren't homeowners and have to deal with small spaces and want them to have multiple ways of growing food. Now, right. Co- Courtney, what's what's been the response from community? I know you you said you were teaching some classes in kids, and we're going to get into the youth farm. But what has been the response from from families and from neighbors and from uh, uh, Reverend uh, Hollis from the churches? Well, the community itself, the children, they love it. You know, at first they're like, oh, we don't want to get in the dirt. But when they actually plant a seed, nurse that seed, harvest it, and cook a meal, it changes everything, you know. Um, And the parents, the kids love taking food home. And, you know, they want the parents to be excited about what they've grown. You know, for them to prepare a meal with the foods that the kids have grown just brings the family together as a whole. 
It you know? does. You know, I really liked when you when you said the word um, a food apartheid. I think that is much more descriptive of what is actually going on. And Arnold and I have talked about this in prior shows where when you take a look at the nutrition, and I have a lot of people on our station who speak about nutrition, not just food, because so often you get these food pantries and what they're doing is they're giving, you know, I mean, they're doing a good job of providing, but the canned foods that they're providing, you know, you don't know how old they are. And we all know that, um, you know, the FDA allows a certain amount of feces and body parts and (laughs) gristle and sodium, high sodium. And when you start to look at the exposure to depleted nutrients, to high sodium, and you don't know whether these cans are leaching whatever it is into the vegetables, and we look at a crime, there is a direct correlation to poor nutrition and crime. Poor nutrition and tooth decay. And I had an orthodontist on just this week talking about tooth decay leads to heart disease. So you start to take all of those things into effect, the impact upon the black community. I'm just going to be real honest. The black community, it has been Mm -hmm. devastating. And so we applaud you for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it it has been debilitating. As you said, Ellie, it's, uh, I don't, you know, and it's been a report that came out. I can't, cite the report, so I probably shouldn't even talk about it right now, but just at the first of the year that, um, you know, pharmaceutical companies met, you know, hospitals and just illnesses connected to, are all connected uh, with the food that people eat. Exactly. Right. It, it's just creating, um, it's like people are being left out, you know, we, we our area is uh, in the promise zone. It is. I look. I can't even remember now, but I used to be able to quote the statistics from the uh, census. We're in a poor neighborhood, and we uh, people don't have automobiles like some neighborhoods do. Right. So they are uh, walking to the to the corner store, the market that uh, that has the chips and the soda, the cigarettes and the liquor, you know, and candy. That's usually what you can purchase in those. And right. People, Human beings, our bodies are not uh, built to survive off of that kind of, not in a healthy way off of those kind of items. I don't even call those, it's not really food. No, that's not. And when you think about too, I was just thinking about this, when you when you drive through the poor neighborhoods, again, that have been set up because of covenants and redlining, and you see the, the lack of banks. So if you don't have mm-hmm. a bank in your neighborhood, where do you go cash your check? You go cash it at the payday loan place, which right. charges you absorbent rates. You go to the mm-hmm. liquor store. So now you're in the liquor store and it's either you pay the rate or you buy some something. So what are you going to buy with mm-hmm. this? You buy cigarettes, you buy liquor, you buy chips, you buy junk food because that's what's available there. And that continues right. to perpetuate the food apartheid that exists. It does. And then when you look at, you know, the bus stops, because like you said, people don't have cars, so they're standing at the bus stops. Where are the bus stops located? In front of the fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is this is not by accident. You know, I'm sorry. Okay. I am not going to allow people to say, oh, this just happens to be. No, this is by design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Now, talk about 
by design as well. Right. We've had uh, Jabron Jones on, and Jabron's doing some wonderful work, especially watching the progress of, of what he's doing. And I, I know that you guys probably are aware of what he's doing too. Talk to us a little bit about these pop-up markets, because I, I, I think it's it's a really interesting idea that you have of building community. So you can't get to the market. We're going to bring the market to you. Right. Because we love our people, we feel like this is so important to make sure uh, it's not any uh, to make sure that they get the right food, that they have an opportunity to have healthy children sitting in a seat at school. If you're a child that's eating candy or chips for breakfast, I don't see how you can do that. And we do know Jabron. He does, and we agree he's doing great works here around food in St. Louis. Um, I think the pop-up markets, uh, I had a friend who, his name is uh, Stephen Bartlett. He lives in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, told me this past year about uh, an organization that was doing pop-ups in Louisville. And they connected also with organizing uh, around food issues and also community issues. So when we uh, we were have we had the little market space at the church, and now the church is used needs to use that space for something else. They're trying to build a kitchen. So we thought, well, how can we still get the people food? And I thought about what Esteban said: how they go to um, different communities and just take the food there. They organize first, pass out flyers. So that's. It's, it's not exactly their model, and there's a group also in Chicago doing that. But we, we so we contact the churches, and thank God for um, the Evangelical Lutheran Churches of America. They gave us uh, funding so that we could pay Karen, or and and that we are subsidized in a way that we can go out and take food. So some of those churches, churches, the Church of the Living Christ, and some of the churches in that in the Lutheran uh, Evangelical Lutheran group are partnering with us, partnering with us to to better the communities that they are in. So make sure people have access. And so we're looking forward to long time partnerships and doing a lot of things. Uh, the mayor of Jennings invited us to come to their community center to do classes and a pop-up market. So I think as the word gets out, people will invite us in. Uh, we also want to get into senior citizens building because a lot of times they don't have transportation to go and shop. And if family members are busy, they don't get to go as often as they want. That's, so a, that's a great idea. You know, I hadn't thought and, about that. That's And we're trying to take care of, you know, I grew up when it was just a really beloved community. We uh, adults took care of the children, and you know it was really a wonderful community. So uh, we want to share the love and get people back to the place where to eat real food and whatever other issues they may have. We're willing to work with them on it. But to me, this is a really important thing because this hits our community at its core. And I've heard so many people complain about the youth, the youth, how they're not doing this or they're doing this wrong. But what are they putting in their bodies? You know, what what are families able to afford? Uh, I, I'm running into families 
it's so hard for young black men to be employed. I know several of them that have graduated from high school, not able to go to college, but they're unemployed. They can't get a job. So it's just things, and we're trying to involve them in our work and helping to grow because we hope to create jobs in that way. Well, what a great idea to have that garden also at the school you know, or yeah. at churches, you know, that's right. that's a community. Schools are community. They're in, they're in neighborhoods generally, and you can at least right. walk to the school or get, get access there. But we're going to uh, go to a break here in, in a couple minutes, but when we come back, I'd, I'd like for you to talk about placing an order at the pop-up market, picking that thing up, et cetera. What's that process so people understand exactly what you're talking about there? So, folks, we've been talking to uh, Reverend Audrey Hollis and Courtney Jade Ross, and they are from uh, United People who are uplifting and empowering our community through healthy food and human connections. And food is a big thing. We've talked about food being a separator of people, access, having access to yeah. good food and healthy and nutritious food, and the results of not having healthy and nutritious food. And I, I was thinking about another thing, Ellie, as, as uh, we have all been talking and listening about this, that you know, there's that study about you know, we can be so clean and keep bacteria and germs away, but those kids who grow up out in a rural area, they never really have those, you know, peanut allergies and nut allergies and things like this. You're involving kids now in the soil, which is where a lot of that bacteria is, and it's good. It's actually good for kids to get their hands dirty. Absolutely. And when you think about, you know, we are made from the earth. Right. You know, it's it's in the Bible. It basically says, you know, we were formed from the dust of the earth. You know, and then God blew that breath into us. So we are we are the earth. Well, we're going to blow to a break right now. This is Arnold Stricker <laughs> with Ellie Wharton of Intune. You're listening to KWRHLP 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Gross, And Missouri. Facebook fans, we're going to get that, that audio and video on just a second. Welcome back to Intune. This is Arnold Stricker with Ellie Wharton. And we've been talking to uh, Reverend Audrey Hollis and Courtney Jade Ross from United People. They've been talking to us about the importance of food and growing food in a community where there is very little available for the residents, where the health of residents is being hindered by the quality and the quantity and the kind of food that is available. And availability also starts with transportation. Transportation also starts with having access to transportation, you know, it, it's just this big domino theory. And, and ladies, we've been talking about that on several shows about how up on the north side, it's just, it's sad to see what has gone on. And one of the things I know that the new market that's opened up recently that uh, Mr. McKee has finally put together, I don't, I don't know if you're, you're probably aware of that. That's, that's a start. But one of the things you're doing, you're going really grassroots, no pun intended with the roots on this, talking about gardens. But you're really going grassroots, taking the food right to the people, helping people understand how to grow their own in their own yard or even indoor. And Courtney, you've got a, a camp, a children's camp. Talk a little bit about the children's camp that goes on. Right. Um, we have actually two youth camps. One, we're partnering with Wesley House, which is a community center in North City, um, where we'll be taking the kids through a farm-to-table experience. They'll be able to grow food work in a community garden, visit local urban farms. Um, they'll be able to harvest food as well as shop at some of the farmer's markets and cook some of the food and take some of the food home. Um, we also have a rural camp where we take children from the urban area 
out to rural Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, where we've partnered with Missouri Rural Crisis Center and uh, Patchwork Family Farms. So some of their farms invite us in. In the spring and summer, we'll let the kids spend the night there. They'll go fishing. They'll be able to harvest some food, cook a meal there on the farm, and um, just experience farm life in a rural setting. That's really important. You know, Reverend Hollis, you mentioned something, and Courtney, I think you did too. Ellie has done this. Gibran's d- mentioned this, that when you're raised growing up, knowing the importance of good nutrition, raising some kind of vegetables or crops or something like that, it's something that kind of stays with you. It's You just don't get away from it, but you bring it right. back. It's If you're raised, gee, I have to go down to the, I'm not going to mention any uh, quick whatever, but if I go down to the fast food joint or go down to the corner market where all they sell is uh, gas and junk food, then that's all I know. I don't know about this. That's the importance of the camp. I, I see, uh, Courtney, that you're really giving kids an opportunity. You're giving them an experience for them to have that in their history so when they grow up, hopefully that will mature and that will grow and that will be an important part of how they develop uh, along the way. Right, and as well as the belief that the children are the center of the home, and we're hoping that the things that they learn and experience they'll share with family and, you know, spark a light and an interest into healthy foods and, you know, coming around healthy foods with with their families. I want to go back to the pop-up market because before the break we talked about how to place this order for a pop-up market. And let's say you're going into a church, and and I've got this from your website. It's it's very well laid out here. But Reverend Hollis, would you talk about people who want to order at a pop-up market? What do they do? How do they go about doing it? How do they pay, etc.? For instance, a church that partners with us, we send them the order sheets ahead of time to give them time to circulate it among their members, and they will order the items that they want. And when we have the date set, we bring all of those orders to that church, and and that's when they can they they will pay for it then, or they can order online, and we'll have the I hope they have everything up on the on the web on our website. The payment process they can just pay over the web, and they'll know what days we're going to be at a particular area by watching our website, and they can either pick up their food there, they'll pick it up at one of the pop-ups. We'll try not to do, because we really don't have the staff to do individual deliveries and things like that. So we're asking people if they want to order. Uh, we have one. Uh, we're going to be at Healthy Food Market, and it's it's at it's on May the 25th. It starts at 9 a.m., and it's going to be at Zion Travelers Baptist Church, and it'll be outdoors. They have a little play, uh, space outdoors, and it'll be other farmers there as well and people that are, it may be other crafters, but we'll have uh, fresh food. We'll bring that there, and people can come there and purchase it on May 25th. Now, you're talking about uh, May 25th, and what's that time again? It's at, it starts at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. You've got perishable and non-perishable, correct? Correct. So you've got a selection of meat. People can choose from a selection of meat. There's a wide variety of vegetables and even uh, the fresh produce and even flowers, correct? 
Yes, I believe someone is bringing flowers. I think so. I'm not sure if they are, but we ourselves are growing flowers, but they're not ready yet. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. That's we, so, some of those that they're they're going to blossom a little bit later on, depending upon what you, what you've got going on. You know, I look at this. Some people will consider these things fads, like farmers markets and oh, fresh produce. I tell you what, all the restaurateurs they know getting fresh produce makes for healthy, more enjoyably tasting food. And so it's not uncommon for you and me, who are just not restaurateur people, to go, hey, I'm going to get some fresh produce also because it tastes better. It looks better. It might be even less expensive. And when I see what you guys are doing and I see other people doing other things around the area, here's my question. Do all of these groups who are doing these kinds of things in the St. Louis area, talk. Like I know you've you've talked to Gibran, and he's oh, yeah. one segment. You guys are one segment. But is there like some St. Louis area where all of the people who have community gardens or who are doing a ministry like you guys are doing, do they get together and talk about uh, exchanging ideas or how do you get more volunteers, etc., like that? Is that something that's going on? Oh, yes, we do talk to each other. I know that we are definitely partners with City Greens, Earth Dances, uh, uh, also our organic farm in Ferguson. And uh, there are lots of small farmers, people that are growing things. Courtney uh, meets with them regularly. She can talk about that. We partner with MCE, that's Missouri Coalition for the Environment. So we're all talking to each other solidarity, economy, uh, and just uh, trying to build our communities uh, from the ground up, meet the needs of the people that are there and paying attention to what is going on in St. Louis, St. Louis County. Now, I asked that question so people could hear what the answer was, because sometimes people think, well, nobody's talking to everybody else, everybody's doing their own thing. I'm glad to hear that, and especially around this particular item about food and about nutrition and about health. I think it's extremely important. You know, transportation's another deal. There seems to be people doing different things. Housing's another thing. I I make the assumption that people are talking, but sometimes I've been proven wrong where somebody doesn't know exactly what's going on. I'm glad to hear that you're connected with a lot of different groups in the in the metropolitan area who are really working to build healthy, nutritious environments in our in our community and build communities. What closing words and encouragement do you have for the listeners today? Well, Courtney, do you want to talk or you want me? To, I'll just say that we want to encourage people to be involved in their communities and know that there is hope. We don't have to go by every necessary structure especially if you, you, you're you not able to drive somewhere or you want something in your community, begin to talk to your neighbors and come up and work together to come up with plans to change your own community. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that want to see every family successful, and we are definitely those kind of people. You can join in with us anytime. And, Courtney, you want to give them your – you can email Courtney, K-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, at unitedpeoplestl.org, and she can plug you into a lot of work that we're doing, and uh, we'll be happy to work with the community, anyone in the community. And she'll be able to talk a little bit more about kids. Courtney, I just jumped in there. You'll be able to tell people more also about the camps coming up 
that are being planned? Right. Yes, yes. I can tell them more about the camps. The camp at the Wesley House will be June 10th through July 19th, um, and that'll be from 8 to 4.30 every day, Monday through Friday. Um, And that's when I'll have the children from 8 to 12 every day, and we'll visit our community gardens. We'll visit some local farms, urban farms in the area. Uh, The kids will be able to go to a farmer's market and do some shopping as well as harvesting in the gardens and cooking some food um, that we harvest. And any the future dates for our rural camps have not been established yet, but as soon as they do, uh, we will be putting something on our website. So folks, don't forget these dates, May 25th, 9 o'clock, Zion Travelers Baptist Church. If you're interested in the camp, that's June 10th through July 19th, 8 to 4.30 at the Wesley House. You can get more information by emailing Courtney, that's K-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y at unitedpeoplestl.org, and that's the website, unitedpeoplestl.org. You can get more information on their website. Reverend Audrey Hollis and Courtney Jade Ross, thank you very much for coming on the show today. We greatly appreciate it and getting the message out, and we will keep updated. Maybe we can do a little live interview with some of the kids, go out there and talk to them, and do some playbacks on a show this summer during the camp time. Sure, that sounds good. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Ellie and Arnold, for having us on the show. We appreciate it.